0: section six of the poems of Jonathan Swift, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To Stella visiting me in my sickness. 1720. Pallas observing Stella's wit was more than for her sex was fit, and that her beauty soon or late might breed confusion in the state in high concern for humankind, fixed honour in her infant mind. But not in wrangling to engage with such a stupid vicious age, if honour I would here define, it answers faith in things divine. As natural life the body warms, and scholars teach the soul informs, so honour animates the whole, and is the spirit of the soul. Those numerous virtues which the tribe Of tedious moralists describe, And by such various titles call True honour comprehends them all. Let melancholy rule supreme, Colour preside or blood or flame, It makes no difference in the case, Nor is complexion honour's place. But lest we should for honour take The drunken quarrels of a rake, or think it seated in a scar, or on a proud triumphal car, or in the payment of a debt we lose with sharpers at Piquette, or when a whore in her vocation keeps punctual to an assignation, or that on which his lordship swears when vulgar knaves would lose their heirs, let Stella's fair example preach a lesson she alone can teach. In points of honour to be tried All passions must be laid aside. Ask no advice, but think alone, Suppose the question not your own. How shall I act is not the case, But how would Brutus in my place? In such a case would Cato bleed? And how would Socrates proceed? Drive all objections from your mind, Else you relapse to humankind ambition avarice and lust a factious rage and breach of trust and flattery tipped with nauseous fleer and guilty shame and servile fear envy and cruelty and pride will in your tainted heart preside heroes and heroines of old by honour only were enrolled among their brethren in the skies to which though late shall stella rise Ten thousand oaths upon record Are not so sacred as her word. The world shall in its atoms end ere Stella can deceive a friend. By honor seated in her breast She still determines what is best. What indignation in her mind Against enslavers of mankind. Base kings and ministers of state Eternal objects of her hate. She thinks that nature near designed Courage to man alone can find. Can cowardice her sex adorn Which most exposes ours to scorn? She wonders where the charm appears In Florimel's affected fears, For Stella never learned the art At proper times to scream and start, Nor calls up all the house at night And swears she saw a thing in white. Doll never flies to cut her lace, or throw cold water in her face, because she heard a sudden drum, or found an earwig in a plum. Her hearers are amazed from whence proceeds that fund of wit and sense, which, though her modesty would shroud, breaks like the sun behind a cloud, while gracefulness its art conceals, and yet through every motion steals. Say, Stella, was Prometheus blind, and forming you mistook your kind? no twas for you alone he stole the fire that forms a manly soul then to complete it every way he moulded it with female clay to that you owe the nobler flame to this the beauty of your frame how would ingratitude delight and how would censure glut her spite if i should stella's kindness hide in silence or forget with pride when on my sickly couch i lay Impatient both of night and day, Lamenting in unmanly strains, Called every power to ease my pains, Then Stella ran to my relief, With cheerful face and inward grief. And though by heaven's severe decree She suffers hourly more than me, No cruel master could require From slaves employed for daily hire What Stella by her friendship warmed with vigour and delight performed my sinking spirits now supplies with cordials in her hands and eyes now with a soft and silent tread unheard she moves about my bed i see her taste each nauseous draught and so obligingly am caught i bless the hand from whence they came nor dare distort my face for shame best pattern of true friends beware you pay too dearly for your care if while your tenderness secures my life it must endanger yours for such a fool was never found who pulled a palace to the ground only to have the ruins made materials for a house decayed end of section six